0: Welcome to That's Agritastic, the show that celebrates the scope and diversity of agriculture across the country. I'm Pete Emmons, your host. Joining me is my very special guest. It's Charisse McGill, Executive Director of the Farmers Market Coalition. And today we're getting reflections on the farmers market and the work of this great organization. Hey, I know right now we're getting into the full market fall season, Charisse. Lots of activity happening right now. And I'm really appreciating your taking time out of your busy schedule for a few minutes to really get us caught up with all that's going on with your organization and what's happening across the country with Farmers Markets right now. So right now, thank you in advance so much for your time coming on today's show.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here chatting uh, with you about all the things we have going.
0: Hey, this is the first time that you've uh, had the opportunity to be on our show, and we always like to have some fun with our guests and get to know you a little bit. Um, uh, before we really get into to more of the uh, topic that we're talking about, too. So, I understand that you grew up in Pittsburgh,
1: yes, Pittsburgh 412, baby Steelers. Okay. Uh, and, six then the,
0: <laughs> and, and then you you left uh Pittsburgh never to come back again. But 1999, you, you rolled into Philadelphia, uh, and then you have a very extensive uh educational background which continued over several years of first of all um, Temple University very important part of your educational training i see here uh you had a bachelor's of science in sports and recreation management
1: yes i loved it i played high school basketball in pittsburgh so i thought i wanted to be a sports agent until i learned you had to go to law school so I was like, oh no 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 <laughs> So I'll just be in the business of sports. That's fine.
0: <laughs> there you go. That 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 happened, right? And then yes. uh, it looks like uh, at that some point you then uh, a couple of years later uh, got a certificate from Temple in meeting planning and evaluation. Was that the uh, next yes, educational was- step?
1: Yes, it, it is compliment complement my role at my first job out of college. I I try to line up my professional and academic, so it goes hand in hand.
0: Okay. And uh, you worked for a while with the American Heart Association. Mm-hmm. You received a certificate in nonprofit fundraising.
1: Yes. I just thought it was important because I was newer to that space. So I wanted to speak the language. I wanted that just talk the talk, but I wanted to walk the walk too. So I, I coupled that experience with obtaining that certificate. It took me about a year.
0: Perfect. Now in the, in the sequence of things here, uh, at some point then you became affiliated with the Atlantic 10 conference and, and took a position as assistant to the commissioner.
1: Oh yes. That was my first job right out of college. I graduated uh, September, 2003 from Temple. And I started that job October, 2003. It was my first job. And to date, probably my fate, my most favorite job because I was so young and <laughs> felt so important.
0: Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you were very important there in the athletic program from all of the, the roles that you had there, from the scheduling of men's and women's uh, basketball, to, to offic- getting the officials, to co- coordinating championship events, to uh, annual meetings with the athletic directors, the member presidents, and head basketball coaches, and, and coordinating all these special events up for the athletic department. A lot of great experiences there. We could probably take the rest of the show and just talk about that, but we've got a ways to go here with what we're going to cover. And then uh, you became involved. Uh, you took a position, uh, again, uh, down the down the road here in about 2012, uh, looks like for about seven years, managing a suburban Philadelphia farmer's market. How did that happen?
1: Oh, man. Okay, so when I took on that role, full-time I was working as a high school teacher uh, in, in the city of Philadelphia teaching uh, hospitality management because uh, I had this event planning background from my uh, first job but I also started uh, a conference planning company where I would plan national conferences for associations. It was great. And then I lost the client and I was like, "Uh uh-oh. Remember, I just had a teacher's salary. So I was like, what am am I gonna do to make up for this revenue? So I was on Craigslist of all places and saw an opportunity to manage the Lansdale Farmers Market, which is about 40 miles west of uh, Philadelphia. I was looking at the qualifications and the requirements and it kind of matched up to the things I was doing as a conference planner, things I did at the uh, Atlantic 10 and definitely leading and people management uh, as being a teacher. So I said, I'm going to apply. I applied maybe like Mar- May 1st, had an interview May 8th and the first market was May 15th. There, were, there were, <laughs> I was baptized in the crazy thing. I had never even been to a farmer's market before and I just really got into it.
0: Wow. And it really grew on you. I mean, this, you were there, like I say, about seven years. So it really grew on you exponentially.
1: It did grow on me. Farmers markets are magic. I had this unique opportunity to work directly with independent growers, food producers, beverage producers, and they were living their dream under a 10 by 10 white tent. And the ones that were doing it right, they were earning six figures. I said, wait a minute, I might be on the <laughs> wrong side of this tent. <laughs> Wow, but uh, it was great. I inherited that market in 2012 with 40, excuse me, with 22 vendors. And I grew it to the second largest in the Philadelphia five County region to 44 uh, vendors. Magical place. I have a daughter. She'll be 18 in December. She grew up in the farmer's market, essentially. And every year she would ask for a business. Mom, can I have a business in the market? Can I have a business? I'm like, no, because her having a business means I would have a business. So uh. (laughs) She started lemonade when I was worried about. I didn't know the board would accept it because you know lemons aren't local. But she partnered with the farmers who she knew since she was a little girl, and they gave her their seconds, like the overly ripe stuff, and she would infuse uh, her lemonade with whatever the farmers gave her. So she had a new flavor every week. She made six thousand dollars in fourteen market days. She was ah. she was twelve, and then she did it again next year, the following year when she was thirteen. It changed her. And it changed me so much that I went back to school to get the uh, MBA in food marketing because I really wanted to understand the local food uh, system and the open air food market economy. Because was happening, I was living it. But I just wanted to make a little bit more sense of it. You know what I mean?
0: Wow, that's a great story right there. Hey, And uh, so you got your MBA in uh, 2021 in food marketing.
1: Yes, uh, from St. Joseph's University It's uh, in Philadelphia. It's the only program like it in the world. So helpful, so beneficial, great connections there.
0: And then most recently now, it's been, I believe, less than a year uh, that you have now assumed the position of Executive Director of the Farmers Market Coalition.
1: Yes, less than a year. I'm on my 86th day. (laughs) But who's counting? (laughs) No, I was... uh, Appointed on June 20th, uh, 2023. Uh, My predecessor, Ben, was gracious enough to stay on for the transition, you know? So I appreciate that. And then July 1st is when it became full-time.
0: So I have to ask you this question. Uh, First of all, why did you apply for this position? Was it because of the experience that you had had previously on your involvement with farmers markets and a desire and a passion to get more involved and engaged at a deeper level?
1: Uh, Yes, yes, and yes. Uh, it was nothing short of a full circle moment. Uh, in 2017, was my first introduction to the Farmers Market Coalition, and I wrote the grant. We were awarded to start to accept SNAP in EBT at the Lansdowne Farmers Market, and I, that's my first time working closely with the Farmers Market Coalition. So when the job became available, I knew they did what they said they did in their mission. You know what I mean? Like I knew they lived it because that was a direct benefit. Uh, I have directly benefited from the resources that the organization has you know firsthand and I was like this is good and I kind of feel like I owe something to farmers markets to be honest with you my daughter that that experience she had changed her life as an entrepreneur and she, you know going to be she's a senior in high school now she's changed and I was able to start My own food business, from my experience in the farmer's market, it wouldn't be half as successful as it is. We have five. I have a French toast business. In addition to working at the coalition, we have five locations across uh, Philadelphia. I'm the first black woman in the state of Pennsylvania with our own beer. Again, this all started from a food product that started under a 10 by 10 white tent. I have a coffee, (laughs) I have a spice. We're backed by the 76ers. We're backed by a couple NBA players. So when this job came available... I felt like I had to give back in this way and create these magic opportunities for people across the country because I experienced it firsthand. Firsthand, I know the magic of farmer's markets.
0: You wanted to share and spread that around and, and have people have that same experience that you had. Yeah,
1: I think people see farmer's markets, you know, who aren't in it like us as like a special event like a festival i'm like no this is a marketplace these are entrepreneurs they made that for you and if you look closely you may see some dirt underneath the farmer's nails because they just harvested last night before coming here bright early this morning to get this to you that's what i love about it and that's what i want people to understand farmers markets just don't happen
0: they are the real deal explanation (laughs) explanation with that Let's move more. Let's move now more into the Farmers Market uh, Coalition. And first, uh, for folks maybe who are hearing hearing the acronym Farmers Market Coalition for the very first time, uh, put out the the mission and some of those core uh, values that are important that are center centerpiece. Oh, sure.
1: Um, the Farmers Market Coalition was founded in two thousand six, and we're here to strengthen farmers markets for the benefit of farmers, consumers, and communities. We help individuals and market managers, uh, like folks who operate markets. We serve as a voice, an information center, a resource for them. And it's, it's really important for us to create welcoming and safe spaces for our community members. That's what's super important right now.
0: And you are a 501c3 nonprofit organization?
1: That is correct, yes.
0: Now, uh, and you're a member-driven organization, again, very, very important to, and you, you alluded to, uh, again, your core component focus around market uh, managers, advocacy, marketing, and education there. Uh, those are really, really core parts of your whole mission and what you're about. Let's kind of break that down a little bit, and first of all, talk about uh, some of the important uh, resources and, and materials that you have available and things that you have created uh, first that I've that I've gone through and I've reviewed this and with about the anti-racist toolkit, for, very important piece, guide.
1: Oh, the anti-racist toolkit is super important to make these farmers markets accessible. Now, you want to say accessible to who? To farmers, to vendors, to community members. Um, having SNAP and EBT at markets super important for accessibility and for food justice across the country, super important. Um, so it, a lot of markets aren't sure and a lot of different geographies and across the country deal with different issues as it relates to racism. You know, So it, it's not a unique thing. So we have to develop this cool toolkit that kind of spoke to different instances and just foundational stuff that you can do to make farmer's markets a more equitable space.
0: Extremely important. Now, when we talk about inclusion and diversity in the marketplace, uh, Explanation with that also, the Farm Direct Nutritional Incentives Guide. What's that about?
1: Oh, there's so many nutrition nutritional incentive programs that are federally funded. We make folks aware of those opportunities that are out there to strengthen their market. Because remember, our mission is to strengthen farmers' markets. So strengthening farmers' markets are making it accessible to folks who would benefit from these nutrition incentive programs. So we uh, put them right there. We made a, re- a resource right there for them. It's in our resource library.
0: Right. Uh, extensive resource library, a legal toolkit.
1: A lot of folks who want to start farmer's markets, they're not necessarily business people. They're not necessarily entrepreneurs. They didn't go get the MBA. They didn't go to law school. They don't know the things to do to have a legal, stru- legally structured business. We help you out there. We give there you some you tools. Uh, to help, little check, you know, checklist. Here's what you got to do. Here's who you need, X, Y, and Z. And that's one of the re- free resources that we have on the website.
0: Excellent. And then a, a very important SNAP guide.
1: Super important. What's what's accepted? What's not accepted? Uh, how can we make it accessible, especially in the in the rural areas? is super important where Wi Fi isn't the easiest to obtain. So just all the workarounds, and we want to help remove some of these barriers, like we want to make it easy for farmers and vendors to accept uh, food nutritional program uh, benefits from customers.
0: Now During the course of the year, I know that you have many, many extremely important marketing activities to really promote farmers markets across the country. Uh, and again, for years, probably one of the most noteworthy uh, events that stands out is the first week in August with the National Farmers Market Week. Uh, how did that go this year?
1: Oh, so it was my first one. I was new on the job. Uh, for my first farm uh, National Farmers Market Week, the theme this year was farmers markets are changing the way we dot 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 dot. And farmers markets across the country filled in the blank. Some markets had like a whiteboard. You can and, and their customers can write how farmers markets change the way that they eat, the way that they shop, the way that they think about food systems. Um, some markets use chalk, you know, on the ground farmer's market and they had their customers write in how it changed um the you know what's our biggest fundraiser our tattoos that i love farmer's market tattoos so every we had to like reorders we sold more tattoos this year than we've ever sold before and with how the markets use them they give them out to their customers and constituents in their community uh they're so cute the, the kids love them i love them myself <laughs> <laughs> um, they're easy to put on. I went, uh, you know, meaning it was my first one in this role. I went to visit the USDA farmers market in Washington, D.C., and I, I was putting the tattoos on the children who came uh, to, to the market. <laughs> I went to the uh, Easton farmers market, which is the oldest, longest running farmers market in the United States uh, in Easton, Pennsylvania. I went to a small uh, university-based uh, market uh, in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania during that time. I just went on a little tour. I wanted to hit the streets running, uh, to see, to see what these markets were doing during National Farmers Market Week and how we can blow it up for next year for our 25th anniversary.
0: Perfect. Lots of great uh, things that you probably picked up along the way with that, I am sure. And I noticed right now it's, it's still going on. I think this is some sort of a collaboration that you're doing, but you're having a, an event where people can vote on what their favorite market is across the country.
1: Oh, yes, that's in partnership with the American Farmland Trust. It's a voting g- campaign to highlight America's favorite farmers markets. I don't know who's in the lead now. It keeps fluctu- fluctuating, um, but is that but definitely worth checking out? Definitely worth putting your vote in because there's uh, some funds attached to that, uh, t- to the winning farmers market.
0: There you go. And it's uh, all up on your Facebook page there as well. Yes. Hey, any uh, special events uh, you want to mention that coming in the winter months? One
1: or um, two? I'm not for sure what's coming up in the winter months externally. I know internally we're going to work on our membership drive. We're going to have a membership drive into some pretty cool fundraising efforts. But externally, I'm not for sure what's going on in the in the winter um, across the country.
0: Well, stay tuned on that. Okay. More, much <laughs> more, much more to come with that. Uh, Shay, yeah. so, with that, so we'll make sure we check back with that certainly. Right now, it is time to salute all of our outstanding show sponsors. That does include the Central Ohio Farm Bureau of Union, Madison, Delaware, and Franklin Counties, the Marysville, Ohio branch of the Middlefield Banking Company, UTC's Farm Market of Plain City, Ohio, Health Insurance Markets, Michelle Mercer, Dublin, Ohio office, and the Ohio Ecological Food and Farm Association. You'll find great products and services at all of our show sponsors. Well, Charisse, uh, another major focus of your organization is really strongly advocating uh, for the farmers, the market for the farmers and the markets and the local food scene in general. And I know that there's uh, several bills right now that you're really zooming in on, uh, full focus with. Tell us first of all about the Farmers Market and Food Bank Revitalization Act.
1: Oh, yes, that's one of the three of the major focuses. Essentially, in its simplest form, we want to increase funding for programs like the Senior Farmers' Market Nutrition Program, more benefits for women, infant, and children, you know, the WIC program commonly known uh, for that. The bill will establish a pilot program for food banks to source locally from farmers. So it's kind of twofold. There's a lot of threads inside just that one act that we're that, that we're pushing for.
0: Perfect, we and just then, want to uh, again, farmers. enabling exactly. farmers to benefit from the Processing Nutritional Programs Act of 2023.
1: Again, I think I, I touched on it earlier. We wanna establish a streamlined application progress for farmers and producers so that when a farmer submit uh, application materials to accept SNAP and WIG, they will be considered for other nutritional incentive programs as well. How do we get them the equipment? How can we make a, have them use it without the technical barriers that some may face in rural areas? Let's just make it easy. Listen, at the end of the day, we want to put more money in farmers' pockets. <laughs> That's what we go. want to do. And we can do that through various channels.
0: That's perfect. And then, of course, uh, front and center, uh, the 2023 Farm Bureau. Farm Bill has huge implications uh, for I know for the SNAP program and additional support to local markets, just a critical piece of legislation with several components in there that are really important.
1: Yes, we we there's two sides of it. You know, you want to help the farmers and you got to help the farmers markets uh, with, with SNAP. And Congress has the strength to educate and to train both parties uh, on that. So we're pushing to remove the, bar- the barriers on these federal grant programs and streamline the process to make it easier for you know what we do for farmers and farmers markets and the communities in which they serve like these all filter right up to our mission statement uh and, and that's why I'm in DC now for the uh farmer fly in uh program. I, I speak today at the congressional briefing and I'm touching and I'm touching on all of this stuff.
0: Yeah I noticed that I was just gonna leave I was just gonna fly into that topic uh, <laughs> but, uh... But but you, but you're there with it. And you now, is this the first time that there's been a fly into the capital or is this an annual thing that traditionally happens at this time of the year?
1: Uh, it's an annual thing. My predecessor, Ben, uh, you know, he he leads it. Uh, he he's in addition to being the former executive director, he is now the policy director, and that's kind of where he started with the organization. And he suggested strongly that I come uh, to this event uh, this week. So we landed on today. Um, to, sp- to speak with Congress, it's super important. They have to hear from the folks who are directly impacted by their decisions. Up close in person, it was not an email. You can't click them out. There's no X at the top. You can't hang up on them. You can't not respond back to the email. We're, we're right there. We came We came to you.
0: Having that face-to-face interaction and allowing them to really hear the real story instead of reading about it or researching something that puts in a whole nother larger perspective uh, to them and really gives them much more focus for sure. So really go hope ahead. that that really goes, I'm sure that's going to go really well for you today. And that's just really a critical time uh, for your organization. Mm-hmm. Now uh, we are really entering the fall farmers market season here. Uh, we're really getting into that, that time frame here. What's trending right now. And, and the second part of that would be uh, what does the uh, fall harvest look like uh, this year at the, the markets compared to like, for example, last year, we, about the same level of quantity of fall products being available across the country. Would you assess that as being a fair statement?
1: I can I can mildly assess it because you know it depends on region and geographic. Uh, I'm, I have an East Coast bias <laughs> of being based in Philly. Um, and I know that, you know, the root vegetables are front and center now. And what's challenging, I remember this from being a market manager, is making the root vegetables sexy. Like everyone likes the bounty <laughs> in the spring, you know, but how are we going to get these sweet potatoes and the potatoes, how, how are we going to make them sexy? So that's always an ongoing uh, challenge to get people in the mind. You know, you can, the farmer's market is still open and going uh, in, in the fall, but as far as the bounty, I get nervous. The, the climate has impacted a lot this year. I know in Philly, we had a heat wave, Vermont had floods, the the climate hasn't been too good. So I can't really say across the country what the quantity is going to be like, but I know farmers were impacted for sure by the, by the climate by this climate that we're experiencing.
0: I understand that uh we're the uh the weather across the country, environmental things happening having direct impacts, certainly. Right. Oh, and it's pumpkin season. There.
1: You know, everything's pumpkin in the fall, you know right. that.
0: The great pumpkin and the great pumpkin, not just the pumpkin, the great pumpkin. Yes, the Jeez, great you got to have those pumpkins and the squashes and all that uh, happening. So, farmers markets do continue, and it's always a great time. And then, of course, you've got the, the floral part of it with the chrysanthemums and all of the floral type okay. things.
1: Mom's,
0: yes, mom's the word. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. Hey, and as we look, and I have on my desk here, you can't see it, but I have an ag crystal ball on my desk right now. Get okay? out of here. And I, and, uh, I always like to look into this so uh, with our guests here, and we kind of look into it, What and we're really brave about this, but looking at the next three years ahead, what do you see as major impacts on the local food system scene? And second part of that would be then, what are the focal points in your strategic plan to really address those? I know we just talked about the environment. That's probably going to be front and center.
1: Uh, the, the environment is high, high, high on the priority list. And we're looking for organizations now to partner with, to help us with our efforts. And uh, definitely looking for funding opportunities for the climate uh, efforts, for sure. Um, I I really see a lot of racial equity and accessibility topics high on the list. I see a lot of uh, working more with LGBTQ plus community on uh, farmers and far, uh, food maker led businesses, um, I see a lot of with that innately happens more cultural specific produce, you know. Um, yeah, the culturally specific produce, I see that coming, and we've established uh a whole committee at the Farmers Market Coalition to to address the race uh race equity. It's our real plan. Um, and we, you know, we have the anti racist toolkit and we, we want to do some implicit bias training across the country, you know, d- different things. And we kind of see that. I, I see that coming for farmers markets, super diverse, which is alert, which makes the learning opportunities for everyone in more cultural uh, specific offerings.
0: Creating deeper win-win uh, relationships and win-win scenarios uh, for for uh, for all for the farmers yes. markets, for the communities themselves. Uh, everybody wins with that for sure. Well, I do, before we kind of wind to the next phase here and wind down a little bit, uh, you are, as I said earlier, a membership-driven organization. So you want to speak to that a little bit. uh, You have different types of membership, and uh, and that's so critical to your success because strength is in numbers, of course, but you offer such value-added benefits to members. And I noticed there, it looks like there's about 16 or 18 states that have statewide memberships Mm -hmm. Uh, that allow for free memberships or memberships with limited uh, discounts or price points for for, uh, individual market managers to join. But speak a little bit about membership.
1: Yep, isn't that cool? Membership is something that we're always on the mission to continue uh, to grow because there's a lot of, we offer tons of free, uh, tons, because we're not a trade organization. So we offer tons of free resources, but there's more resources behind that paywall. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> More <laughs> resources behind that paywall, and it uh, you have a community of practice, you know, wh- wh- when, when you remember, so all that's super um I- important to us. And we're going to do a whole membership drive uh, next quarter, uh, first quarter. We're doing a membership drive because we lost some folks, we had a lot of folks with us during uh, the pandemic, and we were relying on each other heavy during that time, and then a the pandemic uh you know people kind of figured out they figured out how to navigate and we lost some folks we want to re-engage them because there's other stuff coming coming down the pike that we all have to be united and and, and be prepared for so we're, we're looking forward to doing a, a membership drive uh, first quarter
0: excellent and you have so many benefits i mean the network and to have those resources that you have available to be able to access those to be able to talk to other uh, people across the country professionals in the field uh, in your organization Certainly, the difference that can make, and the whole emphasis and focus, and having those metrics available, and all of those yeah. things yes. together, can drive success of the local market scene. And, and everybody, as I said, wins with this too. So, again, uh, membership. Boy, message is: if you're not a, if you're not a membership and you're in a market, a manager of a market right now, boy, you need to look at that today, right now,
1: okay. like right now. And if you're a state organization, we give you a special code. And you can invite your member markets to have a free membership. You can't you can't beat that.
0: No, that is for. Sure. Hey, I know that we could easily talk, I'm sure, for several more hours about the Farmers market Coalition and all the outstanding efforts uh, that you have all going on. And I'm not sure even if we did talk another two or three hours we'd still get to the bottom line of everything happening here. There's just so much uh, peripheral of, of things happening uh, across the country with what you're doing. But you know what? You have given us an excellent, excellent primer uh, of the major happenings going on with your coalitions and given us this more of a greater sense of awareness of what's going on with farmers markets across the country. And, and I can't thank you enough for for sharing, for doing that. What's a final special message that you'd like to put out there to everybody?
1: Uh, farmers markets just don't happen. So when you see one, stop and shop.
0: Okay. Stop <laughs> and shop, explore your local farmers market, and you will uh, want to definitely come back time after time after time. So great happenings at farmers markets uh, across the country, certainly. And you're all over social media. So put out a couple of your top sites where people can research in depth more information about Your organization.
1: Oh, for sure. Uh, On Instagram and formerly known as Twitter, it's at X now and Facebook. Uh, We are FMC Org.
0: FMC Org. And we will post uh, those on our show Facebook pages, added resource for everybody. So that'll be there as well for people to, to check that out. So again, be sure to check out those sites and follow what's going on with the Farmers Market Coalition with that. Hey, some major kadoos to you for your great leadership and to your staff, your board, your supporting organizations and membership for continuing to move the organization and the local food market scene across the country to new heights, 365 days a year. I wish you much continued success. Hey, and I look forward to staying in the loop with you and talking to you and your staff throughout the course of the year.
1: I love that. Thank you for giving us the platform to do so. Super appreciate it.
0: My pleasure. And as we wind down, a final acknowledgement of all of our outstanding show sponsors. That does include the Central Ohio Farm Bureau of Union, Madison, Delaware, and Franklin Counties. It's a grassroots membership organization dedicated to strengthening and sustaining agriculture through policy advocacy, professional development, resource provisions, and outstanding member benefits. For more information, contact Melinda Lee, the Organization Director. It's M. Lee at OFBF.org. M. Lee at OFBF.org. The Marysville, Ohio branch of the Middlefield Banking Company, offering great rates for ag, commercial, and residential projects, combined with exceptional customer service. Located on Coleman's Crossings in Marysville, Ohio, they're open Monday to Friday, 8.30 a.m. to 5. You can find them on Facebook. They are ready to serve you. UC's Farm Market in Plain City, Ohio. It's your one-stop shop. For all your favorite Amish cheeses, over 30 types, deli meats, baked goods, and more. Their corn crib area is fully stocked with fresh produce. It does include sweet corn, melons, tomatoes, apples, squash, pumpkins now, too. Hey, and they have so much more. They're located on Commerce Huff Road off of Route 42 in Plain City, Ohio. They're open Monday to Saturday, 9 to 5. Again, find them on Facebook and be sure to order online. UTC's Farm Market, it's worth the drive. Health Insurance Markets, Michelle Mercer, Dublin, Ohio office. Choosing the right Medicare plan can be very confusing. Call Michelle today at 614-606-4222. That's 614-606-4222. Or email her at mmercer@healthmarkets.com. at healthmarkets.com. Health Markets Insurance, Inc. is licensed in all states and D.C. Product availability varies, and agents may be compensated for enrollment, but there is no obligation to enroll. And the Ohio Ecological Food and Farm Association, cultivating a future in which organic, sustainable, and organic farmers thrive. Local food nourishes our communities, and ag practices protect and enhance our communities. Hey, now's the perfect time to become a member, offering mega benefits, including organic certification, educational events led by experts, one-on-one technical support to grow and sustain you and support your business. Contact them today at ofbf.org. That's oeffa.org. Oeffa.org. Your patronage and support of all of our show sponsors makes a huge positive difference. Well, join us again for our next ag adventure on September 27th when we check it out with the award-winning Marysville, Ohio, FFA chapter. You can follow us on Facebook at That's Agritastic for show details, special ag announcements, interesting ag stories, and so much more. Until the next time, this is Pete Emmons. Make it an aggregate great week.